0: Alright, welcome everybody, we're all together now, Anchor, and YouTube, all synchronized, and you probably didn't understand a word of that, because, because I'm lighting a cigar, So, I have several big, um, several topics, all, uh, yeah, mostly all related to, uh, the pandemic that, uh, everyone's going off on. There were a few, uh, good articles on, uh conservativereview.com uh, in relation to the uh, virus and so we've got let me just go through my topics and uh, I'm going to hit briefly on what I read in one of these articles and then uh, make fun of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for a minute and um, they passed the, the House and the Senate. Passed the big uh, relief package, which the president and many Americans who abruptly found themselves out of work felt necessary. Um, and these checks, I mean are made to supplement one's unemployment. Kind of like, you know, catch up on your bills, get ahead on your bills. Uh, A lot of people are going to use them to go out and buy toys, Um, adult toys, um, big screen TVs, you know, whatever uh, they do. And, you know, some people are going to um, stash it away for a rainy day. That will be the few. Um, Some people use it to get ahead on their bills, like I said. Um, But, yeah, it's a good time, you know, if you know your electric bill. I mean, mine's really low, but um, let's just pretend your average electric bill is, you know, $50 a month. That uh, $600 or $1,200 check, whatever it is, you know, that's a good time to get three or four months ahead on your electric bill. Um, and things of that nature. Um, so, in the higher your income goes, you know, the lower your uh, welfare check's going to be. But nonetheless, um, the one article I was reading on Conservative Review. Some doctors and some professors have stated that with the amount of... Okay, this virus uh, was detected in China, as far as we can tell, in November. Um, I think they, according to the Chai Khan government, if you can trust them, they're patient zero which means the first patient was uh, November 17th, I think I read in the article. I don't know. That's not important. With the, the What they said was with the number of people who fly back and forth to the United States, China, and just around the globe, that this virus had to have been circulating in the United States For example, long before our alleged patient zero uh, in Washington state, I also had a friend of mine post an article where uh, she said, uh, she chewed me out actually because I posted something pro-Trump in her comments on Facebook uh, under her article she posted. Um, Anyways. But uh, that article claimed that patient zero was like somebody in Chicago. So uh, our media can't even uh, make their minds up where patient zero started. And, you know, the first confirmed case of this virus in the United States. Now, for it to have spread so rapidly, obviously, there had to have been more than, you know, one initial patient. Uh, one person couldn't have spread it to all of of these places. Um, But that's just, I guess, some reference point that scientists and doctors like to use is this term, patient zero. Um, But I'll post these articles in the uh, comments section for conservative review. And uh, some doctors and professors, they're studying this Think that some of the deaths and cases of flu and pneumonia were actually the coronavirus. Uh, some of the you know severe um, flus and things that were diagnosed as a severe flu or severe pneumonia were actually uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, the China virus, the Wuhan virus, whatever they're calling it this week. So, uh, that being said, the House of Representatives had their vote um, Friday on this relief package after the Senate and House and President uh, negotiated Um, mostly the Senate and the House and and some of, uh, you know, somebody from the White House staff, not Trump himself, or it would have been done a lot quicker. But this bill had a conservative grandstander um, who did not want to Pass said bill, and uh, he's a douchebag, basically. But uh, let's see what his yield name was. Um, If I can multitask this much, Republican House member. I guess we went into search mode before I even hit anything. Well, it doesn't matter what his name was. I won't give him any glory. Um, There was one jerk in the House Republican Caucus that didn't want to pass it. But it passed the House of Representatives unanimously, anyhow. Um, So he voted for it. Um, Another fun person to watch. I posted several times... On my, um, uh, what's that thing called? Twitter. On my Twitter, I posted uh, Alexandria Sandy Ocasio Watch Cortez had a temper tantrum. And I mean, she was stomping her feet and flailing her arms up and down, shaking her finger, which was the least of the silliness. But there was a lot of this throwing her hands up in the air. At one point, she was flapping her. Well, you can't really see because my arms don't fit in the picture. But she was flapping her arms up and down and stomping her feet. And so many people said, post it on Twitter, Instagram. um, Watch this video without the sound and see if it doesn't remind you of a four or five-year-old who didn't get what they wanted at checkout. Because we've all been in the the grocery store, when that kid goes up to the checkout counter with mom or dad and wants a candy bar or toy and doesn't get it, right? We've all seen that meltdown. (laughs) That's what that's what she looked like, and I know that you know they're going to use the excuse. Well, she's very passionate. She's passionate. Um, I, you know, and they're gonna, you know, what she was pissed off about was her Green New Deal things did not make it into the bill. None of these Green New Deal ideas, which I'll cover later under a, a section I call liberal Christmas list is, uh. None of these things have anything to do with coronavirus. They were all just uh pork barrel projects that Democrats wanted to put in the bill. Uh you know, they were pissed at Republicans who wanted to loan businesses money to stay alive. Well, if the businesses don't stay afloat, and this is, you know, I don't you know, from businesses under 500 employees, which people, you know, some my like goofy friend Shamar will say, well, you know, that's that's a corporation. Well you lazy ass, get out of college at forty years old and stop living off the government and start a corporation because you have a genius IQ. Uh anyways, that's a personal thing between he and I. But uh you know, these people they go on and on about you know, oh this is just another corporate bailout if we don't keep corporations alive, we don't have jobs to go back to when this is over. You know, I'm an independent contractor, so that's different. But still, you know, that corporation could go under. uh, I don't think it will. Actually, the business is kind of uh, bumped up a little bit because all this, um, or at least stayed steady. But, you know... A lot of plants and factories aren't allowed to go to work Uh, here in Ohio, uh, at least where I am, because the governor's said non-essential businesses cannot open. Now, any place that involves food, because gosh, no, we like to eat here in Ohio. You're looking at proof. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Anchor, you're listening to Proof. Um, But, you know, we likes to eat, cheer in Ohio. So, anyway, uh, let me go through the show topics for tonight. We have the relief package passage, uh, companies and people coming together to help one another. We have Democrats... Wanted this in the relief bill, a.k.a. my liberal Christmas list. Uh, Stock market rallies with passage of bill. Reopening state, reopening the economy, state right versus federal right. And then um, I'm going to talk some WrestleMania. And then I'm going to talk a bit about uh, how this will affect the, uh, the election. In November the presidential so let's just hit right off the bat what did I write down about uh, the relief bill so it expanded unemployment benefits uh, unemployment insurance they call it that helps every employee in the country they'll be able to get more unemployment while this is going on Um, they extended unemployment benefits and they're not sure well at least my state is not sure how it's going to work but for jobs in like the gig economy it's called such as uber uh and doordash etc which those businesses are popping right now so i don't know why we would need um Unemployment unless the government says you know uber's got to shut down that could be the next thing the governor of Ohio does um, but they also have for the first time ever uh, made unemployment benefits in, available to self-employed folks and nonprofit employees for future pandemics and as well as this one they increased access to to test by stockpiling swabs. That's the big glorified giant Q-tip they stick, like, in the back of your throat to see if you got, uh, what kind of sore throat you got. They call it something. A strep throat. Or they stick it up your nose. In the case of this virus, um... But anyways, they stockpiled swabs. They made money and things available for that so that they can test people in the future. They made it possible for the FDA to quickly approve use for new medicines and treatments. So they cut out some red tape. They facilitated more telemedicine technology. This is something that's become very popular in the last... uh, Well, since Obamacare passed, I'd say in the last five years, we'll just say, throw out a number, you can call up uh, an 800 number now to a doctor and get a prescription, like if you're on vacation and you don't don't know a local doctor, some uh, insurance companies are offering what's called telemedicine, and it's a supplement to your healthcare, or part of a supplemental package like Aflac, where you can call a doctor on the phone and talk to them, describe your conditions, and get an antibiotic prescribed to you. So that's very helpful, uh, especially in a case like this where they don't want sick people flooding into um, emergency rooms and doctor's offices with elderly and non-Corona patients. So, it also support for healthcare workers, employees, this is present and future. They've got more masks, uh, the M95 and the surgical masks on order, and they're going to stockpile more for the future. And also like biohazard suits, like you're seeing doctors now covered in a special suit from head to toe while they're dealing with uh, a virus patient. Well, what happens is after they've dealt with that one patient, before they go to say the person that's having a heart attack, they have to take that suit off and throw it in a biohazard waste bag so that they don't contaminate a person that's not sick with uh, the this pandemic virus, COVID-19. So those are very helpful things. What Trump is doing, what this uh, virus task force is doing, is not only taking care of the present problem like Obama didn't do with the H1N1 and Bush didn't do with SARS, uh they are preparing for the future. Okay. We've been warned for many many years that these viruses will be coming. That at some point because global travel is so uh common, we're gonna pick up eventually diseases and viruses that we have no immune system for. There is no immunity, pardon me, to this virus, this uh, novel coronavirus, okay? And yeah, if you have a strong immune system, your immune system will fight off just about anything because your body is a survivor. But if you have a weakened immune system or an average immune system and you catch this, you're going to have to get medication, stay home at the least for 14 days, and then about 20% of the people who catch it because they have other pre-existing medical conditions like obesity, high blood pressure, uh, sleep apnea, it goes on and on, um, diabetes. Those people are going to have to be hospitalized. Of the 20% that are hospitalized, 10% will need to be, now these are estimates, but 10% will be need to be treated in an ICU, intensive care unit. And half of those 10% will need to, a ventilator. So this is serious stuff. And think of the illnesses that have wiped people out. The Spanish flu, which I do not believe from what I was, I heard online on um, a very, it's a reputable science YouTube channel. It's not some jabroni like me sitting in his living room. Uh, They. The reason it's called the Spanish flu is because Spain was about the only country that reported on it uh, in any detail. Because they were the only country not involved in World War I. Uh, But anyways, um, if our bodies have no um, immunity built up to this, it's going to take a harder toll. Uh, Say, for example, when Europeans... Uh, whether it was, you know, Anglo-Saxon, A.K.A. British, English, or it, if it was the Spaniards and the Portuguese, uh, you know, when we came to this continent, or Europeans came to this continent, they brought along with them diseases that the natives here had no immunity to. Um, the most famous is smallpox. Um, then on top of that, you know, I mean, maybe the flu, the cold, pneumonia. Um, some of these things, you know, set or the uh, people who already lived here did not have an immunity to. And it killed a lot, um, you know. And the numbers are, are varying depending on uh, how badly you want to accuse, you know, Europeans of being race mongers racist but um, it is what it is Um, it it was through no fault of most of it was through no fault of the Spaniards the Portuguese or the uh, the English it was just that the people that lived here had never been exposed to these things Um, so anyways I want to wrap segment one up here on the podcast and and uh the next thing I wanted to gab with you about was um you know companies and people coming together uh you know so a lot of democrats and concluding sandy cortez Uh, A.K.A. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Why is that the only thing that she says with a Spanish accent, by the way? She does not talk with a Spanish accent except for her own name. God, talk talk about pandering and playing to the... Playing the race card. I mean, anyway. She's a gorgeous girl, and she'll be a bartender again in six months, so it doesn't matter. Um, but so the evil corporations have stepped up and this is why I feel having a businessman who knows people in business and somebody who doesn't mess around is important with Donald Trump these business people know that one they're dealing with one of their friends secondly they're dealing with somebody who's not going to take their crap because he knows how business works and he knows what they know, what he knows. And so they're going to sit there and help us out. Now, uh, there were he invoked something called the Defense Production Act, where the government can make companies make things for the Defense Department. Or uh, suppose, it was supposed to be for the military, but they're t- treating this virus like it's... A war so he invoked that act Um, the only companies he had to use on I think was GM and maybe one other one because they said well we're gonna make respirators and we're gonna make this many at this cost and then once the agreement was made with the government they tried to say "Ah, we're only gonna make half that many and we're gonna charge you twice as much and so he said nope under the my authority with the defense Act Defense Production act you're gonna charge us this much and you're gonna make these this many uh anyways so you've had a company like Boeing that makes airplanes, but they have the materials to make the full shield the full shield face masks that have like a a plastic visor and then um like a a cloth um, mask on the lower half, or some of them are a complete plastic visor. This is to protect, you know, the doctors' and nurses' eyes, nose, and mouth from somebody that might be sneezing or spitting or coughing. And so, actually, it's a very, because it's a medical device, it's not like, hey, throw a piece of clear plastic on a, you know, piece of string and tie it around your head. There's a lot that goes into it. And Boeing has the ability to make those. So Boeing offered to step up and help out. Um, Rogue Fitness. You've never heard of them unless you're into bodybuilding and powerlifting. But they make high-end weights for weightlifters. like They make the competition weights that most gyms don't even have like the 100 and the 200 pound, uh, barbell plates and and things like that, that they're only used by extreme power lifters or in competition. So they've stepped up and started helping make respirators. Very unique. Uh, Ford and GM are offering to help make respirators because, um, what goes into making a respirator is a lot, like making a car, and they cost thousands of dollars, and it's it's not a simple process. I mean, crying out loud, this is the machine that they put the tube, you know, all the way down your throat, or they cut into your trachea and breathes for you. So, Ford and GM have stepped up and offered to help with that, and you know, some of them, some of these companies didn't even need to be asked. They just did it. Uh, And so, you know, these are the people, though, that the Democrats uh, continually vilify and call evil corporations and say that the uh, Republicans are just bailing out their corporate buddies. Well, if our corporate buddies stepped up to help America, why shouldn't they get a loan in the previously mentioned relief package? And if they keep employees on payroll... Uh, They don't have to repay the loan. So that's uh, something to, you know, think about, you know, uh, when you're bashing corporations, how much they're stepping up. I mean, they they ran a long, long list, and I was going to try to write it down, but it was so long of, you know, everything from small to medium-sized to big corporations have stepped up to help America in this crisis. So, that's very, you know, encouraging. Uh, Average Americans are helping one another. Food banks are popping up everywhere. Um, You know, for people, I mean... You know, really, I live in um, an area of the country called Appalachia. And sometimes, I mean, there's kids that, you know... uh, the uh, The school in my town, anyways... Make sure every kid has a free breakfast and a free lunch. Um, you know, back in my day, you know, lunch, you had to pay for it. Or if you were on um, a low income, you could get a free lunch. But, I mean, you know, we had, the rest of us had to pay. And, you know, no, we, I mean, some people did, but I never did look down at the kids that had to get the free lunch. Actually, I would say, hey, man, while you're standing in line for your free lunch, here's like, you know, two bucks. Get get my lunch and get get yourself something extra, you know? Because you had the the regular lunch line where they put slop on your tray. Then they had like the cool, the good lunch line that was called a la carte where you could order like chicken fingers and french fries and all kinds of stuff to clog your arteries. Um, and so... Yeah, you know, I'd say, hey man, you want to eat the à la carte line today? Go get your lunch, and then you know, here's like a, a buck for yourself because things were cheap back then. And then here's two bucks. Get me, you know, chicken fingers and French fries, and I'll get you a pop while you're doing that. So you know, they used to call. No <laughs> wonder I'm so fat. They used to call me uh, the. Uh, well, is it like the Godfather? Or something of the cafeteria. The gangster of the cafeteria. Because I would pay people. I would sit there while I paid people to go stand in lunch line for me. So silly. Um, Anyway. But you know. People are popping up to help one another with this stuff. Um, going Going to the store for your elderly neighbor is something that's come back that you know it used to be commonplace in america you know uh the younger would respect their elders and go out and you know mow their grass or help them out and now that's made a comeback um you know the door-to-door delivery services like doordash are, are becoming better and better um some places you know because of this um are hiring more people. Pizza Hut has seen its online um, order. Orders go up so much, and people, they think, are going to keep using it after this that they're hiring 30,000 more permanent delivery drivers. So, you know, some good things are coming out of this. People are coming together, and um, people are helping one another from corporations down to Main Street, down to neighbors. So that's very encouraging here in the U.S. of A. So um, the next thing I had on my weekly wrap up sheet um, was I'm just going to call it the liberal Christmas list. This is what caused um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to go ballistic on the House floor. Jumping up and down, stomping her foot, waving her arms in the air. Oh, my gosh. Go to my Twitter feed, at the real underscore Big John. I posted it several times there uh, over the last few days. And you may have seen it. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. Um, You probably can't Google search it or YouTube search it because they... Probably don't want you to see it, but she's stomping, arms flapping up and down the air, waving her arms around. I mean, just looking like a kid having a tantrum. Now, we've had some outstanding debates throughout American history. One, if you've watched the movie Lincoln was to um, give equal protection under the law to freed slaves, black folks. And it was some of the most eloquent debate in history. President Lincoln and his opponent, Douglas, Uh, It was not recorded on video. It was not on the internet. It was not on YouTube. Uh, But they had... And I want to read the transcript or the text of it someday. Because um, it's one of the great debates in history, they say. Um, And... Hopefully it's out there unedited. But anyway... um, You know, it's... Lincoln and Douglas had a, a great debate and eloquent language and verbiage. Um, those of ye that don't know your history, at Gettysburg, at the dedication of the Gettysburg National Cemetery and now get it's a park, I guess you would call it National Park, uh, <clears throat> they brought in the most famous orator of the time and he spoke for uh, like an hour no one knows what he said lincoln spoke for five minutes and read a speech he wrote on the back of an envelope and put in his uh stove stove top hat or stove pipe hat or whatever they called those hats um it was like a top hat anyways Um, But nonetheless, you know, he spoke for five minutes, but so eloquently, the the words of the Gettysburg Address echo through time. Now we have a congresswoman stomping her feet. Oh, my God, she just looks so childish and waving her arms in the air because the Democrats didn't get what I'm going to read to you. Okay, so... They wanted to put in this bill, this bill, this relief bill for the American people and uh, corporations with less than 500 employees. They wanted to put in a post office bailout. What's that got to do with this virus? Post office is still working. They're not laid off. It's to make up for mismanagement in the past. Um, And Because the post office finally got competition from uh, groups like, um, well, UPS was around for a long time. Then FedEx came along and uh, now Amazon has its own delivery service because UPS, FedEx, and the post office couldn't keep up with Amazon's volume of uh, packages. So they didn't get their post office bailout. This is probably what really tweaked Andrea's. Uh, whatever, um, they wanted emission mandates for the airline industry, so they wanted a man to mandate how much exhaust could come out of an engine on an airplane. Yeah, that's really going to help the airline industry that is basically dead right now. That's really going to help, uh, you know, mom and dad that want to take the family on a vacation right now. You know, um, yeah. And, you know, I don't think that uh, the Democrats aren't getting at, at the, what the root cause is. I don't think that um, exhaust... From an airplane raining down on us constantly is good for us. But that's not what they're after. They're after the greenhouse gas effect, um, which I'm going to read to you next. They wanted um, greenhouse gas statistics for each individual flight (laughs) on commercial airlines. Notice the word commercial not their private jets no 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 but commercial airline flights they would have to log how much greenhouse gas came out of the exhaust of a jet engine or uh, i mean propeller driven planes well uh, yeah anyways propeller driven planes give off greenhouse gases too but uh they wanted a log a statistic from each flight. Do you know how difficult that would be? How time consuming? How much paperwork? Hey, hey, you're supposed to like trees, liberals. That amount of paperwork would kill a lot of trees. I'm sure they don't do it electronically, but I'm just saying. For argument's sake. Um, another thing that had Sandy stomping on the house floor. was uh student loan forgiveness they wanted to put into the uh virus relief bill. Uh they wanted corporate pay rate statistics by race like they they want to know like okay how much does uh the, the white CEO make how much does the asian ceo make how much does the black ceo make well uh duh they probably all work for different companies so they're probably going to make different amounts but depending on how much money their company makes but you know everything's got to be racist uh, and i think the democrats are the most racist but anyways um they wanted to mandate corporation board diversity so uh, corporations they have like boards of directors they wanted to mandate that there be so many quote-unquote minorities on board the board of directors Uh, you know so yeah you would have to have you know a, a woman like if I don't know let's just say your board of directors has five seats You couldn't have five. You're not allowed. Wouldn't be allowed anywhere to have five white guys. There'd have to be you know uh, one you know satanic antichrist white male. Uh, Then you'd have to have a female. Uh, Maybe maybe it wasn't allowed to you know maybe they would have to hire a female of a certain skin color. You know Asian Latina uh African American, black, whatever. Um then you okay, so that's two of your seats. So you've got a a white male on your board of directors because they're evil. Uh you've got uh a, an Asian female, so you've got the female and the Asian spot covered, two for one deal. Uh then you'd have to have a black you now this is going are they going to get down to the nitpicky and say it has to be a black man or black woman? Can you have two women on the board of directors? Or, you know, it, is it okay? So, uh, but you have to have a, a black person. Uh, then you have to have a Latina on your board of directors. And there's a fifth spot, and I don't know any more races. Um, so, uh, I mean, I I believe in one race, the human race. So I'm not into, like, you know, there's, what, 47 and a half dif- different genders that you can be now, there's, you know, 9,000 different races um, because now race is the country that you come from, not, you know, uh, anything genetic or based on heredity, like, you know, if you were Latina or Latino, however you say it, Hispanic, you know, that used to cover, you know, Mexican, uh, Puerto Rican, Spain, of course, and then, you know, South America. You know, now they've broken it down. And they say, like, well, Mexico's Mexicans are a race. No, they're not. Mexico, Mexican is a nationality. But anyways, the Democrats wanted to put into the relief bill corporate board of directors diversity mandates. Um, <clears throat> whoops. They wanted to mandate early voting and same-day voter registration in every state. Uh, This is how the Democrats have, you know, cheated their way to election in some cases, though they were, they, pardon me, they accuse Republicans of cheating because we enforce the rules on them but um, in two in the year two thousand, when old W ran, they were giving homeless people in Wisconsin cigarettes, money uh, to go out, go in, and register to vote and vote Democrat. Uh, well, we don't know who they voted for, but we know that the Democrats and Acorn were going around and (coughs) manipulating the vote. One example is... Pardon me. had to take a gulp of water. This is firsthand knowledge from my time at the Summit County Board of Elections. Um, They would go and register someone to vote, this group ACORN, which is working was working for the evil George Soros and the Democrat Party. And they would go up to people's doors that um, were on their list of non-registered people that weren't registered to vote. And they would say, are you a Republican or a Democrat? And then mark an R or a D on their voter registration card. So one of the Republicans happened to be friends with someone who worked at the Board of Elections, and they said, hey, were you guys going door-to-door registering people to vote? Uh, because somebody came to my door and said they were going to register me to vote, and they asked me if I was a Republican or a Democrat, and then they wrote an R on my uh, voter registration card. And the Board of Elections said, no, that's not us. That's you know some private organization doing that. And so, they, the Board of Elections, the Republicans, waited for that voter registration card to come in. Guess what? Never did. Weeks went by and it never came in. Other cards, Democrats, surprising, from that neighborhood, their voter registration cards made it to the Board of Elections, but not the Republican ones so you had all these republicans possibly showing up to vote now we put the word out through the party channels so if you were related uh connected friends somehow within the party we spread this story around off the record um well i guess it's on the record now but anyways we told all our people to make sure that you're registered to vote call the board of elections and check because there's been people going around registering folks to vote, and the Republican voter registration cards haven't been making it to the board of elections so that's that's what you know Democrats do in these early voting surges they make they gather people up at like a, a you know a union hall or a welfare office or something, throw them all on a bus, and hey guys it's it's voting day. Let's all go down to the Board of Elections and vote early. Vote early, vote often, right, Chicago? Mayor Daly, back in the olden day. But anyway, so that was one of the things on the Democrats' liberal Christmas list uh, that they tried to sneak into the stimulus bill, the relief bill, I guess they're calling it, Oh, the one thing the Democrats did get was uh 35 million dollars for the Kennedy Center. This is a a high dollar um concert and, you know, musical uh venue where they put on uh expensive plays for rich liberals. So, they get the Democrats got 30 did get 35 million, but these other things are the they didn't get are the reasons why uh Representative Cortez was stomping and flailing on the House floor um because the Liberals wanted to stuff all kinds of nonsense into this emergency package like has been done with many emergency bills in the past. The congressmen and women get their used to be called pork barrel projects passed in these bills. Uh, Next topical. um, Yeah, so as the stimuli bill was passing, the stock market had been rallying to record numbers. Um, Then, Friday, uh, you know, everyone was crapping on Trump's idea of getting America reopened by Easter and a lot of the state governors said hey we're not we're not anywhere near the peak uh say for example Ohio the governor announced that our peak to this pandemic will not hit until like mid May and then the stock market had, uh, plummeted after a few days of rallying. So, it's a shame. Uh, but, you know, that brings me to another point. How is Trump going to reopen this economy? Is it a state right or a federal right? Now, for example, and this is only an example. The state of Ohio has every right to exist without the the, uh, permission of the federal government. Now at a time like this, it's probably not very (coughs) intelligent to challenge the federal government because they're giving a lot of help to the, to the hospitals, first responders and so on through the states, you know, it's up to the local hospital to handle its business, its needs, and then they can go, should go to the state. Um, Governor DeWine has told, he, he separated the state of Ohio into eight regions, and he wanted a rough draft of how they were going to handle the influx of patients and cases of this virus on his desk by 9 a.m. on Saturday. He made that demand on Friday. He then said he wanted a final draft by 9 a.m. Monday. So your government officials and uh, hospitals and first responders in these eight regions are going to be working hard over the weekend for us here in Ohio. Uh, I don't know of any other governor who has worked harder than Mike DeWine. But does Donald Trump outrank the governor of a state if that state governor says, no, I want to keep things locked down. Now, in California, it's a lot worse than Ohio. No one's allowed to leave their crib in Cali. And, you know, I think that's extremely unconstitutional. But here in Ohio, they decide what work is essential and what is not. So essential workers can still go out uh, and work, um, restaurants can do carry out dinners, take out. Uh fast food drive throughs are still open. Basically anything with a food license. Then um some factories have had to close though. Uh because they're non-essential to uh, the uh well-being of the cu- the country or the state of Ohio. Um, you know, this is uh An interesting thing, um, you know, Cleveland Clinic, and Cleveland Clinic came up with a a model, and Cleveland Clinic is a world-class hospital, people come to Cleveland Clinic from all over the world to get better, they're known as one of the best cancer hospitals in the world, um, So they came up with a model for what they think this pandemic is going to uh, go through. We're in the month of March now, at the the very end of March. They have predicted that we are on the rise and that um, this is really disturbing and quite scary. But the director of health here in Ohio, Dr. Amy Acton, said, we will not see our peak until May according to um, the Cleveland Clinic's model. Now, um, somebody posted an article where um, Trump's director of health contradicted what Amy Acton and the Cleveland Clinic said. Um, I didn't see that in the press conference the other day when I watched it. But uh, still, they they made it sound like a lot less scary. Um, basically, Amy Acton said, you know, we're all going to catch this in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, 80% of us will get better at home. And just like everywhere else, 20% will need to be hospitalized. And, <clears throat> you know, 10% of the 20 will need to be ICU'd. And somewhere around 5% will need uh, ventilators. So let's hope that the federal government in their rush to protect the precious New York City and Los Angeles uh, cities of the United States... Don't forget us here in the Midwest. Um, if this holds true, and Amy Acton, Dr. Acton, of uh, the health director of Ohio, says that we could see 10,000 new cases a day, that's going to be a, a big, big overwhelming thing. And you could see on Governor DeWine's face and in his demeanor how emotional he was about this. And I got a little emotional. It was yesterday, because Mike Dewine was um, a, an early mentor of mine. He's someone I looked up to. Uh, I met many. I've met many, many times over my twenty-plus years in politics. And he, uh, I was thinking, man, why do they keep parading Lieutenant Governor John Houston out in these? press conferences, is he supposed to be like a little version of Mike Pence, but he's not really in charge of the, uh, the team and of any team. But then it hit me. Oh my gosh. Governor DeWine is in the category of most vulnerable people. Let me say that again. Governor DeWine of Ohio, who's worked so hard to protect us from this virus. Is in the most vulnerable. Category. Um, of people. He's over 70. I think. If he sees this he'll be offended. If he's 68 or 69. But uh, anyways. He's up there in years. Um, he's a kind man. He's kind, He's a little on the, the slight. He's, he's a skinny little fella. <laughs> but, Mike, I'm sorry. But you are. And, uh, but yeah, he's in the high risk category. So, if something should happen to him. The people of Ohio have to be familiar with John Houston, who's in his 40s and less vulnerable. Uh, John Houston's known as a workout freak. They used to see him in the, um, Columbus, I think it's called the City Club, but it's like the city, central city gym, the gym that's in the center of the city, on his lunch doing cardio and and things, so, um, but yeah, he, John Houston is paraded out there at these, uh, daily 2 p.m. briefings, because people of Ohio need to be familiar with him should something happen to Governor DeWine, um, but is opening up the Ohio economy, which does not look like it's going to happen uh is that the president's decision or is that a governor's decision is you know let's just say um Wyoming or somewhere that's a little a lot more rural, and the outbreak isn't so bad, or if you're you know, out in a uh, subterranean section of old Tex, Texas, and uh, you're in a place where the, the outbreak has not been as bad, would this be the president's call to reopen a portion of a state? Or is it the governor's call? I believe it's the governor's call. And below that even it's the local official's call. Say for example, my county commissioners uh, a couple days ago declared state of emergency to make themselves eligible for federal disaster relief. Can the president say... Nope. Every business in that county can now reopen, regardless of what type of business it is. Uh, you have to reopen your county courthouse. You, uh, Well, our county, they haven't let too many inmates out of jail, but <clears throat> our wonderful Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, I say tongue-in-cheek, she said that they should let people out of jail to stop the spread of coronavirus. Okay, stop the spread of coronavirus in jails, but let them terrorize and rob the rest of us. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, but anyways, is this a federal judgment? Or should be left to the locals, the state, down to the county, um, down to the township or city, village, Officials in my town, um, our city hall, village hall, whatever you want to call it, where village business is conducted, everything's locked. It's been locked since last Monday um, at the mayor's decision. Um, She is in the vulnerable category for many reasons, and she won't mind me saying she's a cancer survivor, but she's still on. Uh, the chemo pill, so she has a weaker immune system. Um, Our police department, God bless them, and firemen still have to run. So, I I mean, you can go hang out in the police or the fire department, I guess, if you wanted to. Um, And believe me, in Wellsville, those are uh, residents like myself, and I was was a councilman. Uh, I used to just go and hang out at the fire station, talk to the firemen. I uh, used to go hang out in the patrolman's room at the police department until they went out on patrol um, when they were changing shifts and uh, getting, you know, one shift was coming in, next was going out. I'd go in there and talk with them um, and listen to, you know, what was going on in town. But now you can't do that. And I think that should be a decision that's left to the city or village or township government, and then the county government can decide what county offices to open uh, and the governor can decide. Do we reopen all businesses essential or non-essential? Do we let all factories go back to work, but not sit down restaurants? Because, you know, there's sit down restaurants are what's called a Petri dish for germs. And a lot of people that go to sit down restaurants are your, your elderly. so, you know, it, it's a place where somebody could get very sick very easily. Um, even, you know, a restaurant like where my mother works, you know, I mean, they sanitize every table after every meal, but this is an airborne virus. So if I'm over there coughing and snotting my head off, I can be infecting somebody six feet away or however far away I spew my cough, phlegm, and snot. So... Something to think about. Snot and coughing and phlegm. There you go. Have a good day. (laughs) One more topic I want to cover that's a little more lighthearted. So, but yeah, man. But um, lastly, but not leastly, one of my favorite days of the year is coming up uh, one week from today. Uh, which is ra- WrestleMania? WrestleMania. Um, I was uh, fortunate enough. I got to. Um, I think I got to stay home from school. As a matter of fact, I got to watch the first WrestleMania in my living room. Uh, back then, you had to go out to what was called a closed circuit location, which what it would be like a movie theater or a civic center, and the the. The show, uh, like Evil Knievel's stunts or Muhammad Ali's boxing matches and uh, WrestleMania, they would beam them up, Scotty, from a location to a satellite up, up right up there in outer space. See where I'm pointing? Outer space. Um, or my ceiling fan, whichever. Uh, no, they would beam the signal up to the satellite. And then the satellite would beam it down to one of these closed circuit locations. Well, um, I'm I'm near Pittsburgh. So my cable company and I guess satellite transmission center would be under the Pittsburgh region. And the WrestleMania feed for Pittsburgh didn't work. So you had all these people. In the Pittsburgh area, that paid to go sit in movie theaters and relighting the stogie. Hang on, guys. These people in Pittsburgh, that Pittsburgh region, that paid good money to go to their civic center or a uh, movie theater and watch WrestleMania, got to see nothing. So they had to air it on broadcast television. So I got to see WrestleMania 1 uh, one day after it happened, but I didn't know any what any of the match results were uh, because it was different times back then. And so, anyways, I got to see it for free. Uh, this year's WrestleMania has become quite the spectacle, though because of this virus Uh, they are not allowed to hold Wrestlemania in the uh, football stadium in Tampa Bay where they were originally going to hold it because of uh, orders of the governor of Florida and the city of Tampa so Uh, Of course, having 80,000 people in an open-air arena uh, at a time like this, yeah, I could see, you know, 70,000 cases of virus happening in one day, right? So, they decided to pre-record WrestleMania, and then they decided uh, another thing, since it was going to be pre-recorded, and it's going to be pre-recorded in an empty studio which is how wrestling got its start how tv wrestling started started as what was called studio wrestling and it was um sometimes an empty studio with just a wrestling ring and announcers and other times it was a uh, a small crowd but basically the tv wrestling you saw was to get you to come out and watch it at your local high school gym or uh, some venue when the wrestlers came to town. So, WrestleMania will be uh, Saturday, April 4th. Oh, after they decide they're going to pre-record it, they decide to break it up over two days. It's like an eight-hour-long show, um, or six or seven hours long, maybe, because they try to put so many matches on. Because um the there are more people at WrestleMania. It's watched by more people on television and on the internet. So the company makes more money and then they try to pass that out to their wrestlers by putting as many wrestlers on the show as they can. Um it's gonna be but now they decided to make it a two night event. So Saturday, April fourth. And Sunday, April 5th, you will get WrestleMania. One of the big bouts at WrestleMania is um, Bill Goldberg, who had about a one year run in 1997 where he was the hottest thing in wrestling. Um, He beat Hulk Hogan uh, in front of, you know, like 60 or 80,000 people in the Georgia Dome one Monday night on live television to become the world champion. And uh, then he had a good run as world champion, and then, you know, things happen. But he was supposed to wrestle the new big deal in wrestling, a guy named Roman Reigns. The problem is, Roman Reigns... has a form of leukemia um, that he's sort of been healed of but it's the kind that it's always once you have it it's always in your body it never really goes away it's just they can bring the symptoms down to a level where he can live a normal life so his immune system is compromised so he's had to back out of this he, you know, he can't fly because he, even though there aren't many people in airports, he would still be around people. Um, some of the other wrestlers may be carrying the virus, and he would be exposed. He and his compromised immune system. So they have to find a replacement for Bill Goldberg. The problem is the TV show that they're promoting this match on, is also been pre-recorded. So they're still showing... Um, advertising. Bill Goldberg versus Roman Reigns on their television program. How that's going to work out, I don't know. Uh, how they're going to... Are they going to edit? Are they going to do something on next week's program? Or are they just going to work it into the... They already recorded Wrestlemania. It was recorded... Uh, Wednesday and Thursday of this week, this being March 28th. So, it's already been recorded. Supposedly, Roman Reigns had to back out of the recording. Um, So, they also have a thing, of course, I said no audience. Only a few wrestlers are allowed in the building at a time. So, if it's your match... You make your way, they have all the wrestlers quarantined in a hotel in their own individual rooms that they can't leave so they don't get sick. And they leave their hotel, come across the street and into the wrestling venue, wrestle their match, and then the next wrestlers come in. Um, There have been rumors that other wrestlers who cannot make it because they've self quarantined or they showed up at the um, arena with a high temperature. Uh, so, wrestlers who can't make it because of quarantine Mike the Miz Mizanin, uh Dana Brooke, who was going to get a shot at the Women's World title, Oscar, uh, who was going to wrestle in a tag team, Women's Tag Team Championship match, is rumored to not be able to make it now. And then um, those ones are from quarantine. Edge, who was going to make a come, he already made a comeback at Royal Rumble, but he was going to face off with uh, a guy named Randy Orton. And Randy uh, beat Edge up pretty good a few weeks ago. And then a f- few weeks after that, beat up Edge's wife, who is a former wrestler herself. I don't know if being from Canada, Edge is stuck in Canada because of the travel bans between Canada and the United States, which is like a mutually assured thing, or if Edge is uh, sick. But uh, rumors are he won't be there. I guess we'll find out in a week. Find out in a week from now. Um, if these rumors are true, um, it could could be WWE throwing these rumors out there to throw us all off, also uh, to keep some surprise and mystique of WrestleMania, you know, up there. So we'll see. Uh, lastly, and l- not leastly by any stretch, I'm going to talk at you about uh, the. Uh, effect this virus is going to have on the presidential election. Uh it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun November lead up. Um but yeah, Wrestlemania. Man, I got so many memories of uh So, last and you know certainly not least um I I'm just thinking how this coronavirus is going to affect the presidential election. Um, you know. Joe Biden's like. So out. So out of his mind. Sadly. He's going to be no match for Trump. On a debate stage. Um, now. The media is trying to control the narrative. By. These uh, opinionated news anchors on PMSNBC and the sort um, saying that their network should not cover Trump's daily press conference. And I think that's horrible because they are so informative. And of course, the, the mainstream media loses its poop and wants to say that, well, you know, Trump's lying about everything, you know. They want these opinionated people like Rachel Maddow, Bill Maher, um, Chris Matthews, Don Lemon at CNN, who's a jerk. Uh, They all want to control the narrative. And you have one of the other week Don Lemon had on his show one of President Trump's biggest critics former Ohio Governor John Kasich, who I've grown to disdain, John Kasich, because of how he critiques everything Trump has done. And Don Lemon wouldn't let John Kasich talk because Kasich was saying that if he were president, he would have done things the same way Trump has done them. And he's trying to uh, counteract the liberal narrative that, the coronavirus is Donald Trump's fault. And Don and John Kasich's just sitting there going, Don, let me finish my point. Don, let me talk. Don, I, you know, I can't help but that I disagree with you and that you're wrong on this. And Don, I'm just going, no, 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 I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to just let you sit here and toe the Republican line and sing the praises of Donald Trump. That's what's going to make this fall's election interesting. Is how much of this can the media blame on Trump? How much can they control the narrative that Trump didn't act fast enough? Mind you, when this started... Okay, the mayor of New York City, a city councilman of New York City, and a health director of New York City all said, you can go to parades. Go out and celebrate the Chinese Lunar New Year, which is uh, the Chinese Lunar New Year celebration is so beautiful. With the the parades of dragons, and it's the year of the rat. Happy year of the rat to my Chinese friends. Uh, And they put off beautiful fireworks. Fireworks were invented in China, for those of you who don't know. And it's, it's a beautiful celebration. But how many people in that crowd had coronavirus? How many people caught it that night? And now New York City is begging for federal help. They're going to park a huge military hospital ship off the coast of New York so that people with other emergency illnesses can be at a separate hospital from the people with the virus. And so that's what's, you know, New York City's all uppity about. They're saying, we need more help, we need more help. But they called Trump racist for the travel ban on China. Um, when it first started. Even the media was calling it the Wuhan and the Chinese coronavirus, um, but you know Joe Biden's gonna say, "Well, this is why we should have had a single payer healthcare system, and every American should have had access to a free, free test." These tests, he's gonna lie, and the media's gonna. Sorry for the extreme close-up, YouTube fans. Um, the media is going to lie and say, oh, yeah, you know, if Joe Biden would have been in that White House. Yeah, every, this would have been free, free medication for everyone. Free Medicare for all. Free test for all. Well, they're not going to tell you. Trump did make the test free for all. I don't know of anyone that's been charged for getting a coronavirus test fact that there's one YouTuber, Sid, uh Sydney Watson. You can go check her channel out. She's a very lovely Australian woman that uh is living in Washington, DC right now. Uh and Sydney, if you ever need a uh uh uh, uh I'll to hell with it. If you ever need to marry somebody so you can keep your visa and stay in the United States, um eh, I have no chance in hell. Anyways. Um, but no, you know, Sydney Watson caught the coronavirus, went to a hospital, paid like, I think she said $80 for a coronavirus test and a hundred, or no, it was like $50 for a online consultation, telemedicine, like I mentioned earlier. And then another, you know, $80 or something for, um, a, an urgent care visit, and, you know, she got some medicine, and now she's better, and, um, you know, so this test, you know, yeah, it cost a lot of money, but a lot of that money is subsidized by the government, Um, so, you know, and Trump has done all, he's done everything that uh, I heard Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden say they would have done, the problem is the media and the debate moderators, and the other Democrats that were on the stage are all uh, pretending that Trump did not do any of those things. And they're letting you know Bernie Sanders get away with saying, well, Trump didn't do this, and Trump didn't do that, but I would have done it. I mean, and there's been a few times lately where uh, Joe Biden, creepy Uncle Joe, has tried to put on like a live press conference of his own or a live town hall, uh, but it was only, you know, accessible on like uh, his Twitter or YouTube or Facebook or something like that. And his teleprompter went down and he was completely lost. I I think it literally went down. It fell over. And so he, he couldn't carry on with his thing. Donald Trump, you know, is great at off-the-cuff speeches and, (coughs) pardon me, improvisation. And so, you know, the one debate where um, I called him Comeback Joe, where Joe Biden made his comeback and came to life, it he was saying like totally inaccurate things, but he was saying them with passion at least. He woke up. I mean, he must they must have put you know, an espresso IV under his coat sleeve or something. Uh but he you know said at this one debate, you know, 150 million Americans have died since Bernie Sanders voted against this bill. Hundred and fifty million Americans have died from gun violence, Joe Biden says. That's half the country. So are half of us not here? I'm only hey, if I'm only half here, I'm I'm not at my ideal body weight. Uh you know, maybe I'm only half the man I used to be. I don't know. Uh Joe. But uh so this is what you know Trump is up against. Um, He's going to be up against a media that's going to blame the virus on him. He's going to be up against an opponent who dropped the ball with the N1H1, as he calls it, swine flu. It's actually called H1N1, but it was nicknamed the swine flu because a lot like this coronavirus, it could be called the bat flu. I think at one point it was. But, um, anyways, you know, him and Obama waited for like a thousand Americans to die before they enacted anything, and, you know, I don't know if it was a swine flu or there was a bird flu out, a bird, it was called the bird flu, not a bird didn't fly out, I kind of said that funny, but, uh, you know, it's... the bird flu, the swine flu, all these things uh, were not nearly as deadly as, or as uh, communicable, spreadable as what uh, President Trump is dealing with. Um, our government has been warned. We as people have been warned for at least the last 20 years. I, I, I remember seeing things on television of how you know these pandemics were coming They say that this is a once-every-100-year pandemic, like the Spanish flu of 1917 was. Um, But they've they've warned us. Scientists and doctors have warned us that these were going to become more prevalent. And our government never stockpiled the medications. They never stockpiled emergency respirators. They never even... Stockpile. This is my way of saying q tip when I make my hand like this and I hold it towards my nose. If you're listening on the podcast, you can't see me doing it, but if you're on YouTube and you're wondering why I keep going like this when I say swab, that's me imitating a swab. Uh, The government didn't stockpile swabs that are used to collect, uh, you know, mucus and saliva and snot to analyze, uh, for testing to see what virus you have. Trump is now doing that. All of the experts say, from the federal level to most of the states, are saying that the way government is responding to this is going to be a map for future pandemics because coming into this there was none and that lays in the fault of at least two presidents Obama and Bush Bush had a SARS outbreak they dealt with it I can't remember if they dealt with it great bad otherwise I didn't get SARS so I you know god bless god blessed me with that Um, But nonetheless, they knew more and more viruses and stronger and more uh, communicable, more community-spreadable viruses were going to come along and our government and we, as people who elect the government, did not do anything. And a single-payer health care system is not the answer to this. That may be, you know, a part of an answer to give everyone, you know, health care or make sure everyone can afford health insurance, which is my preferable method. You know, there are things the government can do to make sure health insurance and prescription medicine is affordable. And Trump is fighting with the drug companies to make sure prescription medicines are more available uh, and cheaper. Um, He also signed a bill where the patient and the doctor can decide do we want to try this medication? Do you want to try to save your own life by using a new medication? He signed into law a bill, or it could have been an executive order, but he signed into law that it's called off-label prescriptions. So um, a prescription that's known for treating something like malaria, we'll use that example, the hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, which is treats the malaria virus, can be used if the patient and the doctor agree, mainly the doctor agrees that this is something that could kill or treat coronavirus. So now doctors can use something that would have taken months or maybe years to get FDA approval for treating coronavirus because it was only approved to treat malaria now, doctors can prescribe that through off labeling, which is something Trump did, which is something that will help us fight future pandemics and viruses. So, taking a businessman's approach to things, Trump has gotten done what the politicians couldn't get done. But you're only going to hear it here through content creators like myself on YouTube and podcasters like myself. Uh, on the Anchor app, or other various uh, podcasts, so uh, we'll see, you know, and, you know, content creators, regular people that post on Facebook, and Twitter, and uh, YouTube, or wherever, you have to be careful what they're posting, if you're a Republican, don't, you know, fact check your own post before you share it. So anyways, I'm going to share a couple articles with you in uh, the description down below uh, from Conservative Review about uh, the pandemical. And uh, this has been your Panic Attack Week in Review. An hour and a half of me talking. An hour and 41 minutes. Wow. Or if you're listening on the podcast, maybe an hour and 39 minutes. because YouTubers got an extra couple of minutes out of me. So anyways, pray for one another. Pray for our president, our Congress, our state and local leaders. And God bless you. Pray for one another and have a great weekend. God bless you. I love you.